everyone. I'm so excited to introduce my very first first-gen guests. They are two wonderful humans who live in New York City and they've built an amazing clothing brand called Gay Pride Apparel. Their line has over 40,000 followers on Instagram, so make sure to go check them out on there. I personally call them a triple threat because between both of them, not only do they run their own business, but they also partake in that 9 to 5 life at really cool companies like Uniqlo and Twitter. In this episode, we talk about ESL, English as a Second Language for those of you that don't know, and how Arthur was the first representation of the Latino children. Yes, Arthur as in Arthur NDW, honey. And also we talk about the hell that we went through to try to get into college for that American dream, baby. And I wanna highlight, try to get into college. So before I hit play, I do want to address that my editing is crappuccino and we recorded with one mic so the sound quality isn't perfect. So please forgive me. I will do better. Love you and enjoy. Here is Sergio and Jesus. Yeah, I'm so happy you guys made it out here. I know, it's in the suburbs. <laughs> I know, Long Island City, the suburbs of Manhattan. I'll take the E-train any day <laughs> to come see you. So I want to start by letting you guys both introduce yourselves. I know you very well. I know where you, you guys came from. And um, I want to know more about like how you ended up in New York City, where you grew up, and your background. Yeah, so I'll start. Um, I'm Jesus. I moved to New York with Sergio four years ago. Yeah, in 2018. And we're both from Phoenix, Arizona. We literally grew up down the street from one another. Yeah, we grew up together and yeah. moved here. It was an American dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Honestly, like I lived in Long Island and New York City was the American dream for me. <laughs> Wait, I want you to introduce yourself. Okay. And hi, I am Sergio and I'm the other half of Gay Pride Apparel. And yeah, literally the same as Jesus. We grew up the same, pretty much, we have identical backgrounds. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's why we are so close. My parents were from Mexico. So both Mexican-American. Yeah. And you were both born in the U.S. Yes. But funny story, like, my parents, like, met in San Luis, like, Mexicali, and when which they, is. which is in Baja California, like, literally 45 minutes, two hours away from Phoenix. That's the U.S. Yeah, that's in Mexico. That's in Mexico. But when I was born, they gave birth to me in Yuma, and then I went back to Mexico for like five to six months. And they're like, all right, let's go back to Yuma and let's raise you. And then that's when my life started there. But my mom was born in LA, but then she grew up in Mexico, so she literally doesn't know much, but she knows how to speak English, and my dad grew up in Chihuahua. Yeah, so my parents actually oh, met wow. in the US, and then they just were like, okay, cool. Yeah, my, my parents met in El Salvador, and my dad came here when he was 15, and then my mom came here after to like follow him. Well, they knew each other, and then she wanted to come to the US. No, I mean, I'm judging her. They're no longer together, if you were wondering. Don't get married at 15. Yeah. Don't, no, they didn't get married at 15. <laughs> they got married at 23, but still, don't get yeah. She was a teen bride, I mean. Anyway. But, like, so was my mom, though. Like, yeah. she got married when she was 19, 20, and then she had me when she was 21. Yeah. And then imagine me having three other siblings and we're all two years apart. Like, by 25, you're like, yeah, school bus. Exactly. Like, a little soccer team, which was insane. Okay. okay. 
when did you learn English? Do you, I think you posted a question about ESL and yeah. I, I want to hear that okay, more so, about that. So for me, I was getting pulled out of classes a lot and I didn't know the reason why. And I had this teacher, Miss Baldwin, and she was super energetic and everything. But the point is that I wasn't able to roll my R's. And I still can't roll my R's kind of, like refrigerator, like, you know, like something like that. And they're like, this kid can talk English, speak English. Let's get him into ESL, you know? So then I'm like, why am I in these classes with like people that look like me, little kids? And why am I not in class for PE? Why am I missing like the good things? You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you need to like learn to speak English. And this is like English classes to like help you like better yourself. And I'm like, what is this? Like, why are my parents teaching me this and anything? But it was because my parents didn't know English. You know what I mean? So it was really different being able to get taken out of those classes, missing the cool things to learn something that everyone already knew, you know? Yeah. And it was just like, what? I learned English. I was like super young, like I think three, four years old. My cousins would come around and they already knew English because I was like 12 or something. And they said that I would speak back to them, but it was like gibberish. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying so hard to like, be like, I know what they're saying, I'm going to say it back to them. Because I have this really inflated ego that I've always had yeah. since I was four. Still. Um, but I formally didn't learn English until kindergarten. And mm-hmm. I remember um, my cousin taught me like the essentials, right? It was recess, lunch, and restroom. How do I go to the bathroom? When do I need to play? And when do I eat? And that's kind of when I learned English, but also like you. Yeah. I think up until seventh grade, I was yeah. pulled out. I think up until sixth or fifth. Yeah. I was pulled out into ESL courses, which I was like, I remember being like, what does this mean? And then I got taken out seventh grade because we I was in this special like ESL class and they were literally showing us like a stop sign. They're like, this is stopped. And I was like, I think I know what this is now. And I got pulled out, they're like, I think you're good now. What are you basing it off of? But all right. Uh, but yeah, and it's always been a struggle. And now I just use it as an excuse and I'm like, can't speak. I'm like, I'm ESL, leave me alone. I actually was put into ESL in, in kindergarten, but I really learned English and like knew how to speak full sentences, I think was in first grade. And similar to you, I I knew it was different because they were pulling me out of classes. And because I was in a predominantly white, it was like the four Spanish kids. And I'm like, uh, speaking English, you know, like what is this? And, but I was in like the high math classes because I, math is obviously a universal language. English was my mom would say when I, when she picked me up, she'd be like, hi, Jamie, how was school? And I'd be like, like that's yeah. wrong like don't speak to me in English yeah. because I only knew Spanish because my parents my family like yeah. everyone that we were surrounded by spoke the language I feel like for me once I started learning English my mom literally was like damn get this kid to shut up yeah so like she would pick me up from school and be like oh my gosh they're just just yapping girls talk too much girls talk too much. I learned this I learned that like I remember like growing up and she was like helping with my homework she's like cat yeah Cats and like she still like laughs at those little things because like you know what I mean like math 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 like yeah. you know just like little things like that that like you like didn't know you know so I totally how did you two do like with music growing up like as a kid because I feel like for me I have this really I have this really really like keen like I wanted to hold on to Spanish music and like cousin would be older like listening to rap and R&B. Yeah. And I remember being like 12 years old and be like, no, I've never listened to English music. I'm strictly Spanish only. Blah, 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 blah. 
Then as I grew up, I got over it. But it was like a weird thing that I did where I was like kind of hold on to that Spanish in my personality. I mean, it never related to me. Yeah, like, yeah, that wasn't something I wasn't that like. Into, like Mexican music or Spanish music. Or... You weren't? No, like I wasn't into like banda or like corridos or like you know what I mean. Maybe um, something tocado in there, but like yeah. I, know, like, yeah. I remember it was like a very weird thing that I did, and my mom was like, "Why are you so passionate about keeping Spanish music around?" <laughs> I think for me, it was it was all I listened to because my mom listened to Spanish, but. For me, when I found English music, I was like, oh my God, there's a station on the radio for English music. Like that was my, whoa, I like these songs. Like, yeah. what is this? Cause I was so used to like the, like you yeah. said, like the Mexican yeah, music. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like that, but that's yeah. interesting. But I, that's also how I learned, how I learned English through music. Through, yeah, yeah. And through Hey Arnold. Or Arthur. 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 Arthur was my number one show. Yeah, he really was. Oh, why? He's like, yeah. Because it felt safe. Yeah. Because it was about learning, too. So I was like little learning ESLers. <laughs> We're like, I relate to Arthur. <laughs> and we look like him. Yeah. <laughs> We're brown. He's actually the first representation of media. <laughs> A little anger. <laughs> When you were younger, living in Arizona, was there like a dream you had, an American dream you had? Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? I don't know. I I just feel like my parents engraved in my head not to be like them, and it was like that's gonna be my goal, not to be like them, not to work like super hard, like labor construction, like warehouse jobs, or like we're doing this to like better your like future. So I feel like anything, anything was the dream. I feel like anything was possible. You know what I mean? I'm like, no construction, no warehouse, AC job, computer, anything would be perfect, you know? So anything around that world. But similar to mine, I was gonna say, growing up, I think um, one thing that was always ingrained in my brain and my parents did a great job at doing was getting me to become like tech savvy. Like for them, technology was the future of their kids. Which little do they know? Like it literally is all we do now, right? Like, yeah. like the meme is like, what do you do on a computer for eight hours a day? I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but I get paid for it, so I'll do it. Um, I think yeah, like that, that was like the dream, like working on computers. Um, and my parents were always like, they buy me, they literally bought me a lot of desktop when I was like seven years old. And oh my god, it was crazy, and they spent a lot of money on it. I think it was like two, three grand, yeah. like an HP, <laughs> and I broke it because I was. They're interested in picking it apart. So I think they're trying to instill like this oh, like, technology, cool. like um, get away from like you said, yeah. labor. Um, don't be like me. My dad was in construction, so he's like, we work eight and ten hour yeah, days in, in Arizona. Yeah. Sun. And I'm, I would be like, why are you wearing a long sleeve in the middle of the summer? And they're like, so we don't get sunburned. Like, yeah. That I, I'd rather sweat more than get sunburned, and I never got that. Just comes to show where our parents come from, where like an office was like the dream. Yeah. Um, it's stability. But, yeah, yeah. It's stability. It was like the constant paycheck thing. I feel like if my parents knew a little bit more of like colleges and like something yeah. like that, that would have helped a little bit because going into high school, I didn't know what I was gonna do until oh, what college do I want to go to? And I'm like, wow, if I knew what I wanted to do in freshman year, I could have gone to a college in New York or like had a bigger goal. You know what I mean? A bigger dream. I'm not saying that my dreams were met or goals were reached, but 
You know, that's actually a good point. It's like we take the question you know, was like, what was your dream thing? But I think we had more of an idea of like what we shouldn't do. Yeah. And then we also kind of had like very limited in terms of like what our parents could even imagine for us because they were so limited. Yeah. Like my mom would never know like, hey, you should probably study computer science and then be able to become an engineer and be like a, a, a big company. Same. She would never know what that means, but she knew that instilling technology and like computers would help me somehow in the future. Yeah. She didn't know like why. That's so interesting because my parents, similar to you guys, it was like, you have to go to college, you have to go to college, but to do what? Yeah. What happens after college? Yeah. Yeah. Also, how do I get into college? Yeah. Like, and they had no idea. Same here. Like, like applying for schools. I was like, uh, I, I honestly felt my teachers were my, all of them were my guidance mm -hmm. counselors to me. Like, yeah. I'd have teachers that I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm too scared of you. Like, I'm not asking for help because they were like the racist ones. <laughs> But then there were teachers who genuinely shout out to, <laughs> shout out to you assholes. Going back to the question, original question, my parents, my mom cleaned houses and my dad was a janitor and they still do those things. So to them, it was like, you're going to college, you're going to college. But then when it came to me going to college, there was no money for me to go to college. Like they weren't able to save because they were working to keep a roof over our head and table, like food on the table. And so when it came to that, I was kind of on my own, you yeah. know? Well, honestly, same here. Like, when I applied to college and everything, like, no one helped me. Like, I went to my teachers. I went, like, to, like, free resources at the library to figure out yeah. what basketball was. Oh, because yeah. Like, it was called College Depot. Yeah, it was called College Depot. And your, my parents were like, go to college, but we have no money for you to go to college. So be good in school, get good grades, and get money from the government because that's the only way that you can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like... Our parent, like, my mom didn't sit with me at the computer and, like, hey, make a FASFA login and do this and do that. <laughs> Can I have a you? They can just fix that user experience. It's so worse. It's, it's so worse. It's probably possible to get together. Whoever yeah. owns FASFA, let us know. We'll help you. <laughs> it should be acquired. <laughs> it should be acquired by a private company and fixed. But, yeah. But, I, can I get, like, really dark for a second? Yeah. I just feel like even in my home, like, my parents were so busy trying to keep things together for us, I got to a point where they forgot almost about our futures because they were so busy with their current days. Because for, for me, like my parents during the recession, yeah. like my dad lost his job, Same my here. mom wasn't working. I don't know how we survived that. But at that point, I was forgotten and my siblings were forgotten in terms of our futures. And I did terribly in high school. And Sergio can tell you. Yeah. I wouldn't go every Monday. I would skip the first two hours. Like I Mostly said, because I was yeah. probably severely depressed. But I was set up for failure to go to college. And I was able to get in, but it was like I had to figure it out last minute, my senior year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my dark story. When you look back on like eight year old Sergio and eight year old Jesus. Would they be proud of, of you guys? Yeah, I think I always, it's so funny. Actually, recently I posted, um, I post on Facebook, ironically, so there's my fault, there's my um, my own flaw. Um, but I posted on Facebook and I said, because I recently got a cool job at a cool company and I posted 12 year old Jesus would be so proud. I call myself Jesus, it's like a weird thing, sort of this too. But um, I put 12 year old Jesus would be so proud. You, I Whenever I do something or something cool happens, 
I look back at like younger, like younger me, I'm like, I would have never in a million years in my little like 12 year old brain in the middle of West Phoenix, I'm like, 12 years from now, 11 years from now, whatever, 15 years from now, I'm going to be doing this. I would have never, my, my, like growing up in Hispanic and growing up, I guess, first gen, you only have so much of a view of the world. It's so limited to where you're currently in, like at 12 years old. And you could never imagine like other bigger stuff. So yeah, I think 12 year old or eight year old me would be super proud of me. Um, and probably just excited for everything that's coming because it's the beginning. And, and I feel with that, like growing up, you weren't thinking like five years ahead. You weren't thinking long-term goals. You were like, how are we gonna get by the next week or the next weekend, you know what I mean? But little 12 year old Sergio would be really proud of him. I feel like being able to not work in fashion, but be in it, you know what I mean? Is really cool like little gay insecure in the closet Sergio would be really proud of him and like I always had a dream of like moving out and not being like everyone else like I need to live in a city you know and I never thought of LA I was like New York New York you know the big flashing lights I'm really happy where we're at right now I'm really 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 happy with the contentment of life and just like I want to make our parents really really proud and I yeah. feel like we do that every single day I want to thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and I hope you're able to walk away from this conversation with a couple of things. One, I know I don't know how to edit, and I'm sorry that it sucked, but I'm working on it. I promise it'll be better next time. Two, don't feel bad for us because, as you heard, we've made it, and we'll continue to do amazing things with our lives and we'll continue to make our parents proud. Even though they don't always tell us, we will always forever do our best to make them proud. And three, to the future first gens, if you're listening, you'll make it too. Just keep moving forward. And please, please do not give up. And while sometimes it may feel like the universe isn't on your side, Find your way. Just imagine your future self cheering you on. Like imagine yourself in 10, 15 years. Who is that person that you want to be and continue to fight for them? I got you, babe. The cockroaches. So when I was little, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment and it was five of us in a one bedroom apartment in a basement apartment. And it was one of those like section A, like not great, but we had great schools because I was in Long Island. I had um, cockroaches in my apartment. Like they were also my roommates. (laughs) Where I would, a sock team of roaches times 10. And I would wake up to like get a glass of water, a glass of milk, whatever. And I'd turn on the lights and they would scatter, like scatter. And then it was so bad that like I would go to school and like take out my homework and they'd be like cockroaches in my thing. And it was just the most like embarrassing because you're also just already insecure and scared as a kid that when you're in in school, like if a cockroach came out, like you'd be made fun of for the rest of your life. And if your life is over, like I'm going back to El Salvador. Thank you. <laughs> 
down trauma yeah. I forget about. But yeah, I've had this thing to happen. Welcome to, to your therapy session on Saturday. <laughs> you show up to school, you're like, yeah, this happened to me where like a cockroach was flying in the background here, like, oh shit. <laughs> this is like, what's the mean girls called? Is it suicide? Uh, social suicide. Social suicide. Yeah. <laughs> Literal social suicide. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like, sorry guys, I'm privileged. Must be nice. Must be. Like, like, I'm six foot tall. This is where the differences start to show.